Welcome, welcome to the Business of You. Today we are having one of our microsodes, which is a short conversation I have with one of my teammates at the Brand ID, a company I founded 15 years ago. We love sharing the behind the scenes of some of the work that we do, the lessons we learn, things we're encountering with our clients in an effort to help you grow and scale your business. I hope you enjoy today's episode of The Business of You. So excited to talk about today's content, today's episode, which is all about why do I need a website and what makes a good website? And I'm so excited because we have been doing this for 15 years, which is hard to believe. Way back in the day when websites were uh, just becoming a thing, I actually had a other business and a business partner. We were literally going door to door in Manhattan, a brick and mortar companies, explaining to them why they needed a web presence. So fast forward to today, right, 2024, and websites have come such a long way. And it's something that we are, we being Brand ID, is extremely adept at and really, really well-versed in the various components or ingredients, as I like to call them, from the strategic piece to copywriting, to web design, to development, particularly on WordPress, and creating incredible websites. There's something really poetic about going door to door when in many ways that is why people need a website because you can literally put it in every home. That is your calling card for everyone. Speaking of which, that leads to our first question. Um, so how much of a website uh, do I need when I'm starting my business, Rachel? I think it depends on your business, right? So mm -hmm. at minimum, you need at least a one, what we love to call a one-page website. And we're so adamant about the one-page website and a web presence that we actually created an offer called your one-page website. It's at your onepagewebsite.com just to keep <laughs> things simple. Sure. Um, but this is truly like your modern day business card because whether someone is hiring you for a service, um, if you're a medical professional, they're considering coming to you for some need, if you're selling a product, the first thing everybody does is Google that person or that thing and want to learn more about who is behind it. But on a one-page website, you can get just kind of your contextual content of what you're offering and a little blurb about yourself. And then the best way for, the, for that browser to consume your product or service. You could even put a little form on there to capture their information and make it super simple for them to reach out to you to, um, to schedule a consult. So that's what I would say is like minimum, minimum viable website. Absolutely. We call it a one-page website. Other people call it a landing page. Um, but it's really, really important in, just in terms of marketing, in terms of sales, in terms of customer engagement to be able to kind of control what's out there uh, online. Um, would you say there are industries or uh, niches that having a website is particularly important? You know, can some businesses thrive without one? Yes, I do believe some can thrive without one. And typically those are people or practices that have a very robust clientele already. Mm -hmm. And one is not going to be using their website necessarily to be found or establish reputation and credibility, but mm -hmm. they already have a, um, a strong offer and a strong following. I think that's rare 
I do believe at some point everyone should at least have a one page website. Mm-hmm. I think it really just exudes professionalism and it also begins to communicate the customer experience someone is going to have when working with you, even if they're just buying a product from you, right? But you're communicating your brand, right? Not brand logo colors. I mean, you are doing that too, but that's not the brand I'm referring to. When I say the customer experience starts on the website is just like it does if somebody calls your office, you know, the customer experience starts there. Definitely having an FAQ section uh, is really, really important to have on your website, something that a new customer might have any questions that you can quickly answer. What are some other key things for small businesses and for entrepreneurs that you suggest having on their website and why, Rachel? Mm-hmm. Great question. Well, I think having a little bit of an about section, again, like who is behind the scenes of whatever the thing is. It doesn't have to be, your, you know, like your entire resume, but you want to share enough to establish your, again, like your credibility, your reputation, like your know-how about the thing that you're doing or selling. I think another really important element is if someone needs to call you or find your offering through an address, make those super easy to find and use. Like you can actually make the phone number clickable from a mobile telephone. Those Again, like those little things communicate customer experience and you just want to make it super simple for people to take that next action. Another element, so this is the third one, is a tool to capture people's email addresses In the event that they are not quite ready to do business with you or purchase from you, but they are curious about you and just want to stay in touch and get to know you better. So um, have an opt-in in a way to capture people's email addresses. And we can talk more about that even in a, a future episode. We could probably do a whole episode actually on an opt-in. definitely do a whole episode of capturing email addresses <laughs> and using lead magnets to do it. And ooh, I love it. Yes, Totally. And then the last thing that I think is absolutely mandatory on a minimal site is um, results, the results a client will get from purchasing your product or working with you. And you can literally spell that out or you can communicate that through testimonials, other client testimonials. Um, But I would say at minimum, have that information on there. Assuming that you got the basics, right? Like this is what I do, which should be at the top, top of your page written in a way that the consumer sees themselves in your business. I do think it's important to note, and it's a mistake that I've seen, um, you know, first uh, entrepreneurs make, your website is for your customers. It is not for you. It is in, in some ways it is different from social media, which is like, this is who I am. Versus your website is really targeted uh, for someone who wants to purchase your service, someone who wants to work with you. So really, you know, keeping in mind that you're creating that target audience, keeping in mind that your personality or your personal branding is geared towards that target audience and not necessarily towards yourself or, you know, your mom's favorite picture or how your family sees you. Um, And that can really help to use a personal branding company like the brand ID, because sometimes, you know, when we're so close to ourselves, it's hard to get a clear picture 
of what it is that we actually uh, need and how to um, communicate that to our target audience in a way that is effective and gets you sales in whatever way works for your business. So true. I, I like to tell people when you're creating your website, if you're trying to do it on your own, which I don't recommend because again, you, context is so helpful. Think of your website, people landing on it as somebody coming to your front door of your home for the very first time. You want it to be welcoming and inviting and really focused on them. Yeah. And, you know, like you're going to ask about them. You're not just going to open the door and say, let me tell you about my day and just kind of verbally share a bunch of stuff with them. You're going to draw them in. You're going to ask them questions because they are a guest in your home. And then the longer they're there and the deeper you go into your house, then the conversation shifts to being about you. And it's a very similar way to uh, share a copy on a homepage for sure of this kind of like unraveling and taking the conversation to yourself. Can we discuss the uh, cost considerations involved in setting up and maintaining a website, um, certainly, and how they can vary based on different factors and what your business needs? I know cost is obviously a big um, pain point when someone's first creating their website. And Yeah, totally. It is. Uh, so, you know, for people who are super low budget, we have WordPress options that are very low cost. They're called themes. You can get one for actually under a couple hundred dollars. It comes with a copywriting template, which is literally shares word counts and question prompts to help you write your own copy. And then, you know, we run the gamut from cost into thousands of dollars, even tens of thousands of dollars for projects that are a lot more extensive, um, both in size, but also in the technology that they need. Now, of course, you can always go to websites like a Wix or a Shopify or a Squarespace to kind of use your um, use those as a starting point. But the huge difference with those types of platforms is they are platforms and you will have a monthly reoccurring fee and they tend to not be as adaptable and flexible as the WordPress platform is, meaning as you grow your business or grow your visibility and grow your offerings, you can always easily add a page to a WordPress website without having to change your base template, especially if it pertains to functionality. Like let's say you want to add e-commerce a couple years in because you're going to sell a product or a course. Super easy to do in WordPress, not easy to do in those other platforms. So you want to think about the long term, even if your investment in the short term is very small. There's always ways to do things on a budget and, you know, work smart with your scope so it can be very cost effective. And then on the hosting side um, and the maintenance side, people can maintain their own WordPress websites, much like you maintain your iPhone, right? Every once in a while, there's a software update. You never know how it's going to impact your phone or how it's going to show up. It's kind of like the mystery push. Yep. Uh, WordPress websites are just like that because we don't control the the software and the tech. Um, 
the more custom your site is, the more I would recommend having a professional person do the maintenance side of things. And then hosting prices range. You know, you can get hosting as little as a couple bucks a month, maybe $5 a month on up to like 20 to $30 a month on um, a website that's a little more robust. And if you want something very speedy and more secure, then you're going to want to invest in the higher end on the hosting side. And just to break down some of the um, tech words that you uh, threw out, because we work with it so much, um, you know, the kind of different options that you might see as you're researching, building your first site, you have a Wix or a Squarespace, which is a website builder. Uh, I've definitely worked with both Wix and Squarespace. And like you said, Rachel, um, the nice thing is they're kind of all in one. You play one rate, but the problem is, you know, the functionality is very limited to their platform. Um, so it, it, it's hard at a certain point to grow within their platform um, versus WordPress, which you mentioned. WordPress is a free content management system. There are tons of free themes. Now, when I say free, you still have to pay for hosting. So WordPress is basically the technology that lets your site exist. You still have to pay for hosting, which is um, basically the house where like, you know, your site is stored on a server um, and you have to pay the for the domain name, which is about 15 bucks a year, um, which is, you know, your www.youraweawesomewebsite.com. Um, and then the themes that you talked about, themes can range. Again, WordPress themes can be free, uh, but we have some really, really amazing themes that are uh, tailored to you. Specifically, our most popular theme is Coaching Pro, which is tailored to coaches, um, which is you you want to pick a theme. And really, like when you think of theme and WordPress, think of like skins in a video game, if that makes sense, where it's like, you know, WordPress is your base functionality and the theme will really help with your colors, help with your branding. Um, and that's where you can really, really fine tune in on everything about your brand. And I really, really recommend you check out buildmybrandid.com for the themes that we have. Again, Coaching Pros are a coaching theme that is great for coaches. And we have a copy guide that'll kind of walk you through every step of that process. So hopefully that makes sense. There are a lot of options when it comes to building a website. And uh, why don't we go ahead and end with a quote? Do you want to take this one right? Sure. Sarah Blakely, one of my favorite founders of all time. She says a website should be a central hub for your brand, an extension of your business that is available 24 seven worldwide. That is absolutely the truth. There is nothing more powerful than owning real estate on the internet superhighway. I hope you enjoyed this microsode. And if you know a friend who may benefit from today's episode, please share it with them. I'd also love it if you subscribed to the show and left a review. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time. If you've been thinking to yourself, I wish I had a personal brand that was easy to articulate and really captured all that I do, then look no further. Check out www.thebrandid.com today and sign up for a brand strategy session. We work with thought leaders, entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, authors, and speakers all the time. And we have been doing this for nearly 15 years. We love the work we do, and we would be so honored to help you 
uncover and define your personal brand. So check out www.thebrandid.com today and sign up for your brand discovery session.